Hey everybody, welcome in to Empty Your Q. Uh, my name is Dustin, and with me today is Cameron. Hello! And today we're going to talk about uh, Starship Troopers. Yes, we are. Uh, 1997, Paul Verhoeven. Casper uh, Van Dien vehicle. This was like peak Casper um, Van Dien. You got Jake Busey. Denise Richards. Denise Richards. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is like... Before he was like this rebirth. N- yeah, Neil this, Patrick is, Harris. this is like... It was Doogie Howser and then Starship Troopers was like the next time you saw him, I think. And then he came out of nowhere with uh, How I Met Your Mother and and, and uh, Van Wilder. Or no, it was uh, Harold a, and Kumar. It was Harold and Kumar and then How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, and then like yeah. he reinvented himself as like... Party boy. Party animal. Yeah. You know, Patrick Harris. Even though I think he's just like the quaintest gay dude ever. <laughs> yeah, I think him and his husband <laughs> like are him, just super... Yeah, just like have a beautiful family or... You know, really down to earth. Really awesome. involved yeah. in. Uh, so it really shows Neil Patrick Harris is a great actor. Yeah, he's a wonderful actor. <laughs> really is a great uh, actor. Um, so why don't you why don't you break this one down? So uh, basically, there's Earth and there's Clandathu, and Clandathu is a planet <laughs> surrounded by asteroids filled with bugs. It's a bug planet too, that is flinging asteroids at Earth and trying to destroy Earth. Basically, um, basic alien invasion, mm-hmm. but under it is a whole subtext of some real fun stuff like anti-nationalism, uh, anti-military industrial complex, uh, all sorts of cool stuff. And probably one of the best football scenes in a movie ever uh, <laughs> that involves some. In it, it's a hella progressive movie, mm-hmm. uh, kind of for women, oddly enough, like they all there's like positions of power and like no glass ceiling it seems which is cool uh dizzy one of the main characters is quarterback of casper van deen's team Mm -hmm. of his football team which i forgot about that like when i when i was younger okay so younger watching this movie it had me i took it the wrong way Mm -hmm. i was very rah rah like yeah army men fighting bugs this is so cool i wish i could be an army man like that fighting bugs and now when i watch it i'm like oh dear god like this is horrible like (laughs) (laughs) this is too much yeah like i mean the movie's great but the idea of it is from what i gathered you have to serve two years in the army to become a citizen of the army uh, and you can either become a citizen of the regular world or a citizen of the army. Or you have to serve two years to become a citizen of the U.S. or where or Buenos Aires, wherever mm-hmm. this. I, I didn't really gather 100% because it's done in little like interstitials and clippets that you get kind of the backstory of this mm-hmm. world that you're in. Um yeah, it's so, like the propaganda movies, right? Like they have. Yeah, like w- yeah. Like there's telepathy is a thing. <laughs> you find out through a scene where uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Casper Van Dien are discussing him like joining the the um like the ground the army effectively because they're all friends, right? Like yeah, all- Neil Patrick Harris, Denise Richards, Casper Van Dien are all friends. They're like the trio. They're like the best friend trio, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there's these outside characters of Dizzy who likes Casper Van Dien 
And then I forget the other dude's name who spoiler alert gets his brain sucked out later is like <laughs> in love with Denise Richards, who's dating Casper Van Dien. Okay. So there's like a love quadrangle between these four. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you have that going on. Then you have the backdrop of Clendathu launching space rocks at Earth and hitting us with bugs. Uh, so, yeah, it's very rah-rah, join now. Let's fight right. the good fight. But it's all super over the top. Like, all you can super see over how the much, top. It's like, it's like an entire movie of that sequence in Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes. Where you see like what his tour is and what he's doing. It's like a bright, colorful version of Full Metal Jacket. Is kind of, <laughs> it has the same like idea mm-hmm. that Full Metal Jacket tries to give you that like war is bad, this rah rah nationalism shit is terrible, and all it does is breed xenophobia and hatred and all sorts of terrible things, and that if we keep just pumping money into things like war and all that kind of stuff, we're just gonna keep like we can't just it's profiteer. a perpetual cycle. We can't yeah. just profiteer off death. Like we can't just live in this world profiteering off death. Which and is funny. I think a lot of people missed that, or I don't know, because this movie did okay commercially when it came out. But... Yeah, I saw it in theaters as a kid. Like and really, the theaters, oh, I... the theaters were packed. Like I remember. Huh. Yeah. No, I didn't see it until a few years later after it after it had come out. Okay. I was very like wanting to see this as a child. <laughs> yeah, I was seven. So I don't okay. Think... I was I nine. Oh well, that makes sense. Yeah, you go see the, the but I was sucking and the boobies and the violence. dude. I was like, introduced to a lot of like not for children cinema of very like five or six was kind of like I mean it's me, all around this time. Me too, to an extent. Ninety five, like, ninety six, ninety seven is where I like start sneaking out of my room when I'm told not to like watch the movie that my parents are watching and just kind of like hang out in the hallway that we had like. Looking over their shoulder, watching various movies. Oh, striptease. (laughs) Oh, showgirls. Like those, you know, obviously those are going to stick out when you're a six-year-old. But, uh, you know, (laughs) child's play. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, No, I think I remember, like, it was, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that I was allowed to watch first. It was, like, The Terminator. I uh, saw Terminator in theaters. Predator, Commando, like, all the Arnold action movies. Yeah. it's, like... Oh, okay. This is kind of just over. He's just basically like a walking cartoon. Yeah. Like I saw True Lies in theaters. That's 96, I think. Mm -hmm. And that has that whole striptease scene. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 And that was eye opening. I was like, what? (laughs) What is this? Like, (laughs) who is this Jamie Lee Curtis? But yeah, I don't know. Starship Troopers. I haven't seen it in a long time, too. So it's brutally violent. Like it's it's brutally violent. It's very over the top raw raw military stuff but you also see like this horrifying side of war throughout it <laughs> mm-hmm. you get the boot camp set up and like the horrifying accident that happens at boot camp just like you get in full metal jacket uh and then you get kind of the second half fighting war scene which in full metal jacket i think is only like maybe 40 minutes of that and i think the first is like an hour hour 20 of oh, boot, Full Metal Jacket? Of, yeah. It's like boot, almost all boot camp. Yeah, yeah all the boot camp. This is m- more half and half where you get the half of the boot camp and you get the other half. Uh, there's a whole scene that's very... It's trying to say something and I'm not too sure what it's trying to say where they have the black general, I think, uh, whip him 
mm-hmm. after he yeah but at the same time the only black woman a part of their group is also kicked out because she's a part of the incident that happens that gets one of their platoon members killed right um which is a pretty hilarious scene where like there's this like doofus character that's a part it's it's he's kind of the private pile if you will of their group mm-hmm. and um his helmet they're they're in a live fire like live round exercise and he's complaining about that his helmet is like uncomfortable was, so it's he like can't too tight or something yeah right? so he can't yeah. aim and they decide in the middle of this live fire exercise to adjust his helmet and in doing so take off his helmet and then a one of the targets pops up and like shoots at him with their little laser thing and the thing goes, but anyway, anyways, she ends up tripping and blowing his brains right out. Right. Yeah. And, and (laughs) Casper Van Dien's face after that scene is pretty good. Like it's, he's horrified and they obviously stop the, uh, they do the drill for 20 more minutes and then they get, yeah, it's just like WWE after Owen Hart died where they're like, oh, we're going to continue the pay-per-view. Though. <laughs> we got to finish the yeah. the, the show goes on. Yeah. A dude just died here. So we're just going to keep going. Um, so really quick too, we should talk about Paul Verhoeven as a director. Motherfucking total recall is where well, you start. No, because he, there's six movies in a row here that this is unbelievable. So 1987 RoboCop. Okay. 1990, Total Recall. All right. 1992, Basic Instinct. Yeah. 1995, Showgirls. 1997, <laughs> Starship Troopers. And 2000, Hollow Man. He rounds it out with the Kevin Bacon classic, Hollow Man. Yes. Wow. That movie is pretty terrible. But it's just interesting because, like, those, especially Robocop, Total Recall, and Basic Instinct. Yeah. Not Basic Instinct, uh, Starship Troopers. Those three are all like such like satirical political underlying type movies. Yeah. Like RoboCop and Starship Troopers are like two sides of a coin, you know? Yes. Like yeah. they, they go along like one's the police force and everything in America and then one is the military. The military in like, the world and how and, we treat like and like the entire world. It's these messages disguised in like obscene levels of violence. Like, yes. Like you couldn't and like if you don't look for it you won't see it no uh, but even in total recall there's the underlying subject of someone withholding oxygen from an entire yeah, that's true too like the uh what w- cohagen like <laughs> lording as a dictator effectively just lording over these people and you have this underground revolution that has people like screwing them over mm-hmm. and then there's aliens total recall is some wild shit it all yeah yeah this, paul verhoeven pioneer of but even in this like starship and i think starship troopers was a book it was but it i guess and, this was a different script okay. and then they switched stuff over to make it fit a little bit more so they could use the name and the property okay so but it was like two things combined together like so clendathu probably comes from the book i'd imagine or something i yeah i don't know i'd have to um <laughs> I would have to check. I do have a little bit of trivia. Well, I should shouldn't say a little bit because look how much trivia there is. I can imagine for this movie. Yeah, like it just goes. Um, this one's a little long, but I think it's kind of funny. Uh, in a 2016 interview, 
Casper Van Dien revealed that he had a funny incident when he was picking up his two daughters from school. I went by through the line at school to pick up my kids. You know, you drive up to the school, and when I get there, there are these six, ten, and eight-year-old boys all hanging out with my daughters. And I pull up in the line, and the boys yell, Johnny Rico, why didn't you tell us your dad was Johnny Rico? And I said, what are you boys doing watching Starship Troopers? And they said, our dads made us watch it with them. Then my daughters get in the car, (laughs) and my 10-year-old says, Dad, were you really naked in Starship Troopers? And I said, yeah. And she said, how could you do that to me? Then my 8-year-old says, wait, like, naked, naked? And I said, yup. And she said, oh, my God, my life is ruined. And that was the longest three-minute car ride I've had in my life. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, originally this movie was going to be NC-17 because of its violence. Dude, it's fucking brutal. Oh, oh, okay. So let me, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go for it. So when I was younger, there's one of the propaganda films, uh, because this is all about how we just try to spread our seed all over the world through (laughs) like military and religious like takeover effectively. And I never knew this, but there's a propaganda film and one of the like uh, settlements that they go to at the end, those are Mormon settlements that are trying to go to Clandathu and like spread the word of Mormonism. Oh really? Yeah. I never picked up on that as a kid, but it's, it's like the blah, blah, blah Mormons of blah, blah, blah (laughs) went out to one of the rocks and tried to spread the word and the, and the design on that thing. And they're all dead the same way that they were, when they go to that one at the end, mm-hmm. that la- that settlement at the end where everyone's dead and they uh, the one bug comes from the ground uh, and they end up, I think that's how they end up with the brain bug, finding the brain bug. Hmm. So, but yeah. Okay. It's how we like to just rape and pillage the rest of the world. No, all I was going to say is they had to cut four seconds from a decapitation during the last battle at the Whiskey Outpost base to Dude. avoid NC-17. Really? Four seconds. I don't know what happened in that four seconds, but it says that those four seconds can be seen on the FX network version. Oh, okay. Kind of interesting. Like That's I interesting. Right? FX is like, we're giving you the the Verhoeven cut. Yeah, you want you want brutal violence. We got you here. But yeah, it is. It is very brutal. Uh, Jake Busey, who plays Ace, I think we should probably give him a special shout out because... He's just incredible when he gets movies like this, when he yeah. gets roles like this, where he can just be. So he's the lunacy of his dad acting wise, but not the real life lunacy. So he seems feel, to have a pretty good like. Yeah, yeah. So you feel okay kind of being like, oh, he's fun to watch. He looks so much like him, too. Yeah. I really see a lot of Gary Whereas Busey like, and his like, Gary facial Busey, expressions and like, stuff. It's, it's rough to watch Gary Busey. <laughs> Unless uh, it's Point Break. Point Break or uh, Predator 2. No, yeah, Predator no 2. one's good in Predator 2 was a mistake. Uh, anyways, during filming, Jake Busey suffered heat stroke after working all day in 120 degree desert sun. Wow. This cut down the stop production for a week. When he recovered, they cut several large holes into his uniform to help him keep cool. And many other cast members suits had modifications like this as well in order to prevent further cases of heat stroke. On average, before this happened, there were 25 people a day being treated for heat stroke while filming this movie. Jesus. 25 a day. Just like, aren't there plenty of places to film that are like kind of desert-like? That Paul Verhoeven is here for accuracy, man. That's fair. He he's needed a, to get the real, the real Clendathu. They, 
Uh, this is pretty funny. I hope I'm saying that right because I've said it way too many times. At this Neil point. Patrick Harris was often called Doogie Himmler on set whenever he. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Whenever he wore the military oh, intelligence yeah. uniform because it looked so much like an SS uniform. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you have shades of uh, of a lot of Nazi stuff in this movie. Let's see what else we got. Oh, do you know who turned down the role of Johnny Rico? Johnny Depp? No. Okay. Thinking about it, this would be like, it would make so much more sense in this actor's filmography. Jean-Claude Van Damme? No. Think like who makes movies now like super Mark Wahlberg? Yes. Oh, (laughs) that would have been the shit. Such a different movie. Like I do enjoy Casper Van Damme on this. I've watched it recently because I've seen this movie a million times and it just came on to Netflix. Like it just came back on to Netflix. So that's why I was like, all right, Starship Troopers time. <laughs> and it is like, it's ridiculous, like over the top ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I've heard, it's a very fun movie with a very like not fun message behind it, which is very a weird balance. But like, could you imagine Mark Wahlberg as Johnny Rico? Like it'd be completely different. Young Mark Wahlberg like because that? I don't think he would have the sense of awareness on like satire. Uh, no i don't think he was at that point yet but that's what i think is good because i don't know like the seriousness of casper van dean because i don't know if casper van dean was going for the same satire as well too i don't yeah i don't know uh let's see in the commentary on the dvd director paul verhoven states his intentions that the film's message clearly is war makes fascists of us all so he evoked Nazi Germany's fashion, iconography, and propaganda because, because he saw it as a natural evolution of post-World War II United States. I've heard this film has been nicknamed All Quiet on the Final Frontier, he said. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, just kind of playing up all the iconography and like the nationalism, I guess, a yeah. little bit more. Um, let's see. There's just so much stuff to, to sift through here. Oh, that's interesting. That's why American idealism is bullshit. Uh, James Cameron was a, a, attached to direct at one point. Whoa. That had to have not been the one that had any message behind it other than bugs versus humans. Oh, and then he went to make Avatar. Which is the biggest uh, statement of them all. That is the... Oh, Jesus Christ, I know. No, <laughs> I actually, yeah. He I... made the cool and inconvenient truth. <laughs> it's just Pocahontas. Yeah, that's the original, like, stop fucking with Mother Nature, guys. Yeah, that's true. Colors yeah. of the Wind. I mean, at least the cartoon. The story, the actual story of Pocahontas is a terrible, terrible story. And just yet another uh, page in the book of America <coughs> tearing asunder the Native American <coughs> culture and people. Yeah, there's so many things. There's not much else. Like, everything <coughs> is super. But it makes for fun Disney songs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, everything here is just like paragraphs of, (coughs) yeah, no, I think that's pretty much everything worth going over. Well, there is like, as far as trivia, I mean, like there, okay. So there is a who's hotter. So to get off topic and not be serious about it for a second, you have Casper Van Dien and the random dude who I don't know. And then you have Dizzy and um and Denise, Denise Richards, Richards mm-hmm. in the love quadrangle quadra 
sect four people in love together but not together so they're with the wrong people they all die um i think denise richards dies too no denise richards lives (laughs) but one dude gets his brain sucked out dizzy gets just torn apart by one of the aliens yes Um, i do remember that but i think dizzy and the other dude should have gotten together and Casper Van Dien should have just stayed with Denise Richards. I feel like maybe they kind of separate, they do their thing with these other people, but then, and they do in the end kind of come together in a way, but I think they got it wrong. Okay. Just what they should have done because well, two of them, Denise Richards. Yeah. But I mean, (laughs) Denise Richards and Casper Van Dien were the hotter ones. Like, they made more sense together. And then you have the other two, which it's like they were kind of, like, hot adjacent. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were, like, stereotypical Hollywood hot, but something was missing. They weren't Casper Van Dien and Denise Richards hot. So... Funny enough, found a one piece of trivia here for you that you might enjoy. Test audience reactions led to several minor changes before the film was released. Originally, it was clear that Carmen, Denise Richards, was torn between Rico and Xander. Xander. Test audiences. How could you forget Xander? What a name. Test audiences, regardless of gender, strongly felt that a woman could not love two men at once. So scenes which portrayed (laughs) this were cut. These audiences also wow. felt that it was immoral for Carmen to choose a career ahead of being loyal to Rico. Oh my god. To the extent that many commented that. In or commented that in doing so, Carmen should have been the one to die instead of Dizzy. While admitting it may have been a bad commercial decision to not change the film to accommodate this, the directors did cut a scene from after Xander's death where Carmen and Rico kiss because the audience believed that this made the previous betrayal even more immoral. Okay. So the audiences were like, hey, no, she she either needs to die or be with Rico full hilt because yeah. abandoning him, him for a career is not cool. And she can't love two men at once. <laughs> like, Damn. Those Fucking test audiences. 1996-97 test audiences were not playing around. I hate that shit. I don't think that, like, I don't like that test audiences changing something that someone originally wrote. Like, I feel like the ending is what like the creator should have total control over of all things. Of at what least. They, yeah. yeah. I feel like the ending of a movie says the most about the movie you just watched. That sounds, I mean, it, it should, I yeah. hope. like it should tie everything. It should together. at least have some, something to do with what you've just seen. So you, that I would even say Pulp fiction, pretty good point to, like to what you were saying, like it looks like that was something they were trying to figure out. And then like the audiences probably complained too much. So the studio stepped in. Yeah. See, I didn't care about any of that. I'm just more being superficial about it where I'm like, look, I think both of them are settling going <laughs> with those people instead of just going with each other. So y'all should just stay together with each other. Cause well, they'll think- die. So there's two of them die. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. So it just ends up where it needs to be anyways. So, but I mean, they just go off and waste their time in these scenarios, but also she decides to become a pilot in the air force and he's right. ground infantry. So 
Could have never worked. <laughs> Could have never worked, man. Never would have came together. And you said this was Netflix? Netflix, it's on Netflix baby. Now? Okay, cool. Uh, any parting thoughts on Starship Troopers? Anything um, else that we missed? Anything you want to... Michael Ironside has a metal hand and is the most <laughs> badass he's been since Total Recall at mm-hmm. that point. Or actually, no. I mean, you know, he's been... Is he in RoboCop 2? Michael Ironside? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is he one of the bad guys in... No, that's Red from that 70s show. Kurtwood Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, that's Kurtwood Smith. They just both have that same hairline. I have that same hairline. Um, But Michael Ironside turning in an all-time MVP performance in this. In Starship Trooper? Yeah. With a metal hand. Like a functional metal hand. The fingers move. He's like, I lost my hand in the war. Funny enough. Michael Ironside was uh, considered for the role of Alex Murphy. Oh, okay. AKA RoboCop. So I'm. Um, I wonder if him and like Verhoeven are are friends. Are friends? Are pretty that, close. Yeah. Because he did the other. Yeah, he did Starship Troopers. He was Richter in Total Recall. Yeah. Um. That'd be interesting. I don't know. And he cut. He just goes for it in every scene. He's like our. Uh, what's his name? Arlie Emery. Yeah. In, in like Full Metal he had another Full Metal Jacket, but he's like kind of up a notch like a little bit more arlie emery than arlie emery and he's also like a teacher mm-hmm. too yeah he's a teacher and then they're like going oh he's a teacher at like the war academy <laughs> the war academy <laughs> yeah like everything is it's weird I, I i really didn't like i was trying to figure out what the world outside was but it couldn't mm-hmm. really like because the parents of of uh rico live in buenos aires and that seems where the school is maybe not i don't know where the school is or if like america has taken over all of the americas like right, the united states all... has just taken over all of north and south america okay so that's why they're in buenos aires and it is just america and that's our army now um so I watched it a little baked. So, <laughs> you know, picking up on certain things. I wasn't paying attention. I also do other things while I watch these movies, make dinner, text. Ridiculous. You work on my full phone. Attention. Full attention at all times. I don't even come take on. notes for these things. I know. Ever. I come in with notes. You come in with notes. and I'm like, I watched the movie. I've got notes and talking points. Uh, yeah. And you're like, I watched a movie. And then we start. You're like, hey, what's his face? His name. And they're yeah. going the thing. And it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I usually it have works, the names. I, I think it works. The names. Yeah, you didn't have Xander. Uh, well, yeah. That's because, I mean, when you watch the movie, it's like, who cares about this guy? Xander sucks. Like, from the get-go, Xander sucks. He's in the football scene, and you're like, who is this dickhead? Can I get more Casper Van Dien here? Like, Can I, I get more fucking Jake Busey? Got to deal with Xander and Dizzy, quarterback Dizzy. Dude, when I saw a female quarterback, I was like, whoa, this movie – Dropping a female quarterback up in this bitch in the sweet ass arena football league. That, so progressive. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, damn. And she becomes like a squad leader. The, the, the yeah, the leader of everybody. The, yeah. yeah, she or maybe she doesn't. I think it's just Rico. I'll have to watch this but, again because it sounds like it's way different now to watch it than what you. Remember. Oh hell yeah, hell so, yeah, it is. Yeah, I definitely have to watch that. And I just seeing knowing that I saw it in theaters, I was like, damn, this is violent because it's like. These big scythe, scythe, but it's like uh, Scyther mm-hmm. from Pokemon, Pokemon 
in the most horrifying monster form you can imagine that just chops people up into bits. And sucks like, their brains out. Sucks their well. That's a giant pussy bug that comes out and sucks their brains yeah. out. That's not <laughs> looking like no, psycho. That thing just looks like a big old pussy, and it has this like dick thing that comes out of it that sucks your brain out. Oh man, it's HR HR Geiger's wet dream <laughs> is what that <laughs> that is. That bug at the end, the man. queen, like the oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, Starship Troopers. It's a classic. It's an American classic. It's a sci-fi classic. Sci-fi classic. Paul Verhoeven um, classic. Yeah. It's a Casper Dan Van Dien I forget classic. who wrote the book. I just looked at it, too, and I did not. Oh, you son of a bitch. I did not even pay attention. Because uh, Philip K. Dick is Total Recall, and I forget what the original one of that is. All right, let's That's see. another. It's like do elect. It's not uh, do elect. Uh, Robert Heinlein's. Oh, I have no idea who that is. Um, so I, I can't be smart about that. It originally came from an unrelated script called Bug Hunt at Outpost 9, but eventually licensed the name Starship Troopers from Robert A. Heinlein's 1959 sci-fi novel. I like that first title, though. I know. Bug Hunt at Outpost, Outpost 9. Outpost 9, yeah. So check this out on Netflix. Uh, let us know what you think about the movie. You can hit us on Twitter or instagram just under the username at heifabrew uh we also have an email address it is the movie mailbag at gmail.com uh so send us any any trivia thoughts anything we missed your your opinions on xander or johnny rico what team you're on uh and yeah just let us know uh oh you're always on team rico you, you are you roughneck yeah oh roughnecks roughnecks <laughs> roughneck all the way yep all right guys uh so I think that'll do it for this one. Uh, we will be back, and thank you. All right. Pussy.